Welcome to Therapy for Nerds, the show where licensed mental health professionals use their favorite topics like TV, books, games, and movies to provide psychoeducation on mental health. Please note, this is not meant to be a replacement for mental health treatment or services. Hi, welcome to Therapy for Nerds. Cassidy here, along with Abby. <laughs> and today, Abby, I wanted to talk about... Where were you when you learned that Ash, Ash Ketchum had finally become the world champion of Pokemon? <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's It's funny because I actually remember. I didn't even know you were going to ask me that question. But um, <laughs> I recall like it happened in Japan, right? Like it had happened prior mm -hmm. to us getting the news. And it was very late at night. And I just saw people starting posting it on Instagram. Like, finally, like my boy did it. Like. Uh, what a good way to end this the series we can all go home now. like everyone was making commentary about it so I did find out probably very soon after it happened yeah yeah I think I, I was kind of the same way probably doing like a nighttime feeding trying to stay my stay awake uh scrolling through tiktok or whatever um yeah very much the same way yeah, it was like that one po like that one um st screenshot of him holding the trophy up, and like <laughs> that's what everyone had on their stories. So I think it was very fulfilling for obviously for a lot of people who watched the show, but also for a whole generation of people who had been invested in Ash's story mm -hmm. since you know the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, that was something that like. <laughs> That was the main reason why I even wanted to bring this topic up is not not because of the anime, because uh, obviously the English version isn't out yet. And I do not have the time to sit down and watch anything with subtitles right now. Uh, high school Cassidy would be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so I just like it really struck me the reactions of people that I was seeing online, right? Mm -hmm. Like there were people that I were seeing that they were like, I haven't watched Pokemon in <laughs> like 20 years. Why am I feeling so emotional learning that this 11, 10 year old boy, like I think he's actually 11 mm -hmm. became world champion. <laughs> I mean, I think like it's a very like um, classic tale, right, of the underdog story or like the hero's journey, the quest. Um, and we all are, regardless if, you know, I know we've talked in previous episodes about the lore of Pokemon, whether it was you were playing the game, watching the anime, um, collecting merchandise, like everyone knows that Ash is the protagonist or, you know, he's the person to watch out for. And he has been doing this, right, like forever, forever how long. Um and it's, I think there's just like a very human innate thing, a very humanistic nature to watching people succeed. We love to watch people achieve things. I don't know why, we just do. Yeah, especially like someone that I feel like a lot of us were invested in from childhood because a lot of us grew up watching Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon was such a huge franchise even when it first came out like you know 20 years ago it so people grew up with ash um ash might have stayed the same age but people <laughs> grew up <laughs> around him uh 
just and his journey was still going on and I think a lot of people felt really stuck for a long time and I wonder if him winning just really brought out a lot of these emotions and feeling unstuck and my cat mm. going to join us I guess <laughs> I guess maybe I caught my links too yeah <laughs> feelings about ash winning um yeah pretty much your cat's whole life ash has been trying to <laughs> this so that's that's fair mm-hmm. um no I agree you know I think like the sense of the feeling stuck too is probably because there wasn't and we talk about this in a lot of relationships right like people are always looking for some type of closure like, are we ever going to get that closure? Are we ever going to be able to close this chapter of our lives? Sometimes when we talk about grief and loss or when we talk about things ending abruptly, you just don't have that opportunity. And it seems like a lot of people, right, naturally, who grew up with Asher watched the show, we're not going to stay 10 or 11 forever. We ended up going to college, high school, whatever, careers. And it just, it was never, a, there was no fulfillment for that because it never ended for us. Mm-hmm that's so true yeah yeah just like part of our childhood was still going on still happening even though we were older and I mean I was still playing Pokemon I can like watch some of the anime but I like definitely not as watched it religiously like I did as a child yeah yeah, memorizing the Pokemon rap I remember was very yeah. uh, critical to my social well-being, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I think you're so I think maybe, you know, in the previous like a previous episode, we talked about like this nostalgic feeling or people feeling unfulfilled about or trying to fulfill a part of themselves with collections of toys or memorabilia and things like that and I wonder if this is just an additional part of that you know this is like collecting something like a not a memory but a like a like again like a closure yeah yeah I really like that that word closure like I have so many clients where I talk to them about like hey what happens if you don't get the closure you want because chances of someone coming up and like apologizing or like you getting that closure from that relationship is pretty low (laughs) in most cases yeah Um, but then like this is finally a sense of an ending which Mm -hmm. is so it it should it's not necessarily rare in the realm of like television mm-hmm. but i guess in that form of media it's pretty rare mm-hmm. yeah i mean like this has been an ongoing story there have been so many spinoffs there have been so many side quests and tales and i don't know if we ever really thought that it would end you know yeah i don't know one had really anticipated that that would happen so it wasn't expected and you're right sometimes we don't get the closure that we want um but maybe we should let's let's talk about that a little bit because I think it's so interesting human nature how we always desire closure it's like we rarely get it but we always want it and why do we want it you know why do people want to have an end to something a finalization 
I feel like because we like stories, because we like narratives that have a beginning, a middle, and then we want it to have an end. Mm -hmm. And so much of our life, our lives, like we want, and we could try to use narrative therapy where we try to make our lives a story, but our lives are never going to be as neat as a story is. Because stories are written, they're crafted, they have, they hit certain points, right? There's, you chisel away at something until you get the best version of it. And that's not life. Life is messy. Life is big. Life has all these twists and turns and you don't really know what's going to happen. And you don't have the foresight to be able to see the dominoes that are like cascading it's Mm -hmm. and we can go back and try to make sense of it and we see biopics of like people trying to make sense of this star's life or something but it's always some part of it's always dramatized right because life's not a movie as Mm -hmm. much as we would love it to be right yeah, and I think that that's that is uh, something that we have been sold uh, through media and other um, forms. That's just you're right; it's not accurate to what actually happens in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually get this a lot with my very anxious clients or my clients that are like heavily depressed, where we discuss progress, right, in therapy, and there's sense or there's a sense that because life is linear, that progress needs to be linear. Like I have to start getting better and better and better and if I'm not consistent with that if I'm not making this trajectory towards the top then I'm failing um which I think goes along with that whole thing about the narrative of like that's what that's what we were that's what we're supposed to do right or like all these other things about oh like we're supposed to get married we're supposed to have kids we're supposed to you know whatever it might be and it's just it's not accurate um putting all over yourself Yes, exactly. And I think that everyone can relate to that in some way or some manner. Um, I also feel like part of the reason why um, we want the fin- like the finality or we want that is because we have so much, we feel so nervous when we don't know what's happening, right? Like when we can't make sense of something and when relationships end um, or you see some like okay like let's just use that as an example right like when you break someone breaks up with you it's like the rest of your story has disappeared you thought that it was going to go a certain way it didn't and now you're kind of like well why didn't it work out the way I wanted it to work out Mm -hmm. and I can't answer those questions because I'm not the one that did this somebody else did it they need to tell me what happened yeah yeah that's so true and it's but the chances of that other person coming in and telling you are so low. Like I've had maybe a couple of times out of all my clients where that, that happened. And it's, it's not always satisfying even when it does happen. Yeah. And, and if, when it does happen or if it doesn't happen, they're probably never going to say anything that's going to impact you, like give you the the, the satisfaction or the feeling that you want, because Mm -hmm. in, in reality, what you really want is for that relationship not to end. Yep um so yeah I, it's interesting so maybe when it came to ash because this is like a paris paris social social relationship yeah 
right yeah like maybe the, the closure was so much more satisfactory because we didn't there was no expectation right like the expectation yeah. was going to end hopefully. yeah I did not expect him to win like yeah I there, there was a lot of talk about it too because people were like how did he beat them like there's no way like cheating or like people thought that he cheated or something I remember reading something like that where people were unsatisfied one of the champions there was people speculating that she threw the match or something and I haven't seen that episode so I can't speak to that uh and I I'm not really interested in that it's and we could argue about that but it's not really something that's yeah actual but what I want to go back to is what you were talking about people wanting like this linear progression and Mm -hmm. it just made me think of how like Ash resets at every iteration, right? Like the the Pikachu restarting level theory that people have brought up because Pikachu is butt whooped by like a level five, was it Snivy or something? But like, Uh and like Pikachu should be in like level 80. Yeah, right. Just the fact that, so Ash every time there's a new generation of Pokemon always gets sent back to the beginning, basically. Uh Pokemon Sun and Moon was really the first time where it really seemed like he had progressed and people commented very early on how he was a great trainer, but Uh he still just started off with Pikachu and he had to build his team from there. It's not like he had all of his Pokemon from the past. Yeah. So it's like when you were talking about linear progression, it just made me think of how he constantly slides back to the beginning and then has to build his way back up. And then he slides back to the beginning and then he builds his self back up. And that's so true to real life. Right. So maybe that's even a better, like that's a good narrative for us to like as therapists to use for and as, as an example, because there are a lot of resets in our life. Life isn't linear. Like we don't know what's the next, the next thing that's going to come. And maybe that's even part of the reason why it was even so much more satisfactory when he won, because it was like, here we thought all along, like he was starting from the beginning and like through this one season of the show, he wasn't going to get to the end, but he did. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would like to believe it was a combination of all the things that he has learned over the past 20 plus years, <laughs> hopefully, as opposed to just that one season of him, like doing whatever he was doing as a trainer. I feel like it was. I think also, if you look at his progression of how far he gets in in the leagues, like he's in the Indigo League, he ends at like 16th place. And then um, in the later leagues, he gets like eighth, eighth. And then he just, he's building. So that's another thing that I think is very true to like real life and recovery is it's Mm -hmm. not linear. It's not linear. But you still have, like, there's still peaks and ups and downs. But overall, like, the general curve is up, right? Yeah. Like, he's getting better and better and better. He's getting further and further in the league until he finally yeah. wins. Yeah. And that's, a, like, a lot of my clients, we talk about that, too, because they they tend to not see the progression, right? Like, I, when I say, like, you're in the thick of it. Like, you can't see what's happening around you because you are it. Like, you're the middle. Mm-hmm. But... In the same way that we talk about timelines, like life is 
time is linear. We're not linear in regards to our progression, but time is linear, which means that we're constantly moving forward. And even if you don't make any progress today, you are one day further away from whatever that thing was that was bothering you or the thing that, uh, the time where you had identified whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. So I constantly tell people, yes, you are making progress. Even if you don't see it, even if you don't feel it, you're moving forward physically with time. So yeah, I think that maybe it's it's good that we're able to identify those things, especially with Ash's story of like, hey, he was 16th, now he's eighth, now he's seventh, whatever it might be. And even if it, even if they had played it differently where he was like 16th place and the next one he was 24th place, he still probably gained a bunch of knowledge from all the people that beat his ass. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's, that is very true. I'm almost more interested because they announced that there's going to be like a a final mini series of him going back and like meeting all of his companions and everything and like I'm really interested in what that closure season looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, what would you want it to look like? I don't know. Like I I don't know what I I legitimately do not know what I would want from it. Mm -hmm. Um like I want to see how all of the companions are doing like I'm I'm not invested in all the companions because I like I said I kind of came in and out of the anime depending on if it was how much time I had basically yeah, exactly. yeah. uh and but I, I'd still be interested in seeing like where he kind of leaves off with all of them and mm -hmm. what he decides to do after because oftentimes we have these big goals and these big dreams and narrative wise the story ends after mm -hmm. we reach them but life doesn't end after we reach those goals 100 yeah so what do you do with your after yeah and i you know, I'm not that I'm not I'm not an expert in this this like area of psychology, but I think that's part of the reason why there are so many people who are very you know otherwise very successful, very rich, very powerful, high positions in their jobs, and they're very unsatisfied with themselves because it's like, I did the thing, now what? Mm -hmm. So I think it's important, right? Like as we are starting to scaffold or kind of identify what our goals are, whether that's mental health goals, physical goals um work goals school goals career it's important for us to also identify and and imagine ourselves in that position and what we want from that right mm -hmm. um I think that a lot of people miss that part it's kind of cute though like I kind of like the idea that they're gonna to have this mini series it's almost like you know when you have reality tv and they like do the reunion show or whatever <laughs> um, so maybe we'll we'll have these little like synopsises of people like oh I started to garden and like I started a I don't know Pokemon training business, um that that also again right going back to the closure we want closure not only for Ash but for all the other people who were a pivotal role in his his way to becoming a Pokemon champion. Yeah, his story <laughs> intertwined with so many other people, yeah. and it's like the closure we got from him was amazing. It'd be mm -hmm. great if we could get similar with the other people, the other stories mm -hmm. that are inter intertwined yeah. and see how they kind of deal with their afters. It's it's interesting too, because I was I'm more of like a Pokemon movie person than a Pokemon series person. 
but there's always characters within those movies that are like they look up to ash even though at that point he wasn't even a pokemon master or like really far in his training most of the times right like he like you said he restarts people like were influenced by this person and their determination to reach their goals and I think that again going back to to real life people that maybe sometimes we have to acknowledge that too the impact that we have on people not all not negatively but positively by just existing um my clients tend to forget that too I don't know if you hear this a lot but especially from my clients I hear a lot of like I'm a burden like I'm you know I'm really depressed it's hard for me to make my own lunch or whatever it might be and like they tend to always focus more on the fact that they can't do stuff versus like the things that they are doing for themselves oh that's totally something I've seen with a lot of my clients is that the focus on the negative the focus on what they can't the focus on the the shoulds that they the things that they should be doing and it's like well do you have to do the thing because right doesn't seem like it's impacting you like well it is yeah but it's like it overall will it impact you if you don't get married if you don't go to college if you don't do all these things that they say you should be doing Mm -hmm. there's so many other ways to live your life yeah the story has not been written you know if we're talking about the narrative it's it's still open-ended until you decide to close it Mm -hmm. so well thank you ash thank you for (laughs) setting the bar and being an example for all of us (laughs) that you know even even though you were supposed to be supposedly supposed to be a pokemon master within you know however long maybe one series two series it took you 25 years and you're still here (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah, I mean, that's definitely, it's admirable how he goes, how he, like, he had such a big dream and how he worked so hard to make it re- true. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because all all of us have dreams that we're striving for. I know you and I, like, we dreamed of becoming licensed. Now we are. And it was definitely one heck of a journey for me I bet it was for you too (laughs) absolutely yeah and sometimes you know we don't necessarily we might have goals in mind but we might not know what it looks like to get there and it's okay if you're like stunned or shocked or un un, um unhappy with the things that you need to go do and to to get to your goal I think that's a very um, common misconception that you're supposed because you want this thing so badly that you need to enjoy or be okay with the things that you need to do to get it mm-hmm. and and no it's not always glamorous it's not always beautiful and you're not going to wake up every day loving your life just because you want something it's okay that it's okay to not be okay yeah yeah it's rough yeah times yeah yeah, so that's probably something we'll talk about probably more in the future. I'd love to hear from like, I don't know, people can like comment or, um, you know, leave leave us a message. But I would love to hear how people feel about that, about whether or not they doubt themselves or how much they want something because of their, you know, dissatisfaction or where they are in the process. 
I'd be interested in hearing that too. I know I went through a period of really doubting my my choices. Yeah. Uh, Even now being licensed, sometimes it's not as it's not what I thought it was gonna be, right? Because I'm naive little 20 plus year old. Like oh, oh yeah, yeah right? this is great. And sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what I was expecting. I I feel like I feel like I applied for grad school on a whim mm -hmm. uh, and I, I went I jumped immediately from undergrad to grad Same. so this is this is my only career whereas a lot of people I know in the field it's like their third fourth fifth it's interesting everyone has a different journey and I remember um, I had a colleague who uh, was an actor prior mm -hmm. um, and he had told me that on average people switch careers three times in their life yeah I've heard that before too yeah yeah and I was just like wow that's so amazing and fascinating but also we never like going back to the narrative we, ne we were never told that that was okay you know people just tell you oh 18 you better pick a pick a job pick a career for the rest of your <laughs> life and that's what you're gonna do um yeah we never know where it's gonna end up maybe you end up going somewhere else and I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah there's nothing wrong with that and that's definitely a topic of many of my clients since I see a lot of like high school teenagers you know going into college and what should I what should my major be where should I go blah 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 and like you can go to community college you can like you could go to whatever school you want to do you don't have to do some big expensive one and you don't have to do business you don't have to do mechanical engineering like do what you want to do but a lot I mean an 18 year old I feel like we have a lot of big expectations on them and that's such a young age none of, none of them know what they want to do maybe like one <laughs> percent of them know what they want to do I mean, that prefrontal cortex is not even, like, fully developed yet, so you can't really say, right, like. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, like, praising Ash, 10 years old, 11 years old, freaking <laughs> over the whole world, like, very unrealistic. Um, that was very unrealistic of you, Ash. You're saying a bad example for us. <laughs> well, he's, he's every employer's dream, right? Like, right. He's, <laughs> he's a master. Oh, my God. He's a 12-year-old with 20 years experience <laughs> like every job right the world yeah position five years experience yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I'm sure yeah I mean like I'd love to hear like from this conversation I think we could have gone like a million different ways and I'm you know, please, like whoever is listening, if you want more information about one of the things that we talked about or it sparks something else, please, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to expand. We have a lot to say, um, not a lot of time, but a lot to say. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'd be, I'd be interested in hearing other people's like journeys and how they make sense of it. And mm -hmm. if Ash helps them make sense of it too yeah I mean there's a lot okay so like just Ash is not the only one right like there are a lot of people that we look up to both um figure not figuratively fictionally fiction in fiction as yeah. well as in life so what is it about their journeys that are inspiring to you know the people out there listening thanks for listening 
If you liked this episode, please comment, like, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Remember to be kind to yourselves this week.